What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Stitches Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Manderfeld, Robert Stangler, and Nick Budig on the mic, as always. How's it going, fellas? Good to be back with you, talking some baseball as we head into the final month of the season. It's great to see your smiling and shining faces. Wow. How's that's, that? Uh, that's one way to get us get us ready to talk. I, I think I've got the hype train going. I'm good. I'm uh, Summer is officially over for me. Kids are back, so uh, I'm ready to talk about baseball instead of uh, instead of school stuff. Well, I mean, do you have like do you have to wear a mask and stuff or no? We do. Masks were mandated like a week ago by your school board. Yeah. So I don't think that's statewide. <clears throat> no. Well, you're in North Dakota technically, right? Yeah. That it's definitely not statewide. So we don't have to get it's into definitely that. Definitely just Fargo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, how's life for you, man? Scout school's going all right. Learning a lot. Picking the brains of some uh, executives and scouts. Yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of information to take in. It's it's amazing how much, uh, after talking to these people, that, believe it or not, guys, I think I was more analytical than I thought by talking about certain pitches in certain areas. That is more analytical than it is old school. So I've had, I've had analytics in my head before I even realized it. So... Wow, I mean that's just what Robert I'm an idiot. I'm is an idiot. More analytics than us, I think. I'm an idiot. He is. I I'm think we idiot. all saw that coming. Wow, kind of like how so, we saw Wade was better than Cave. Oh geez, but uh, yeah, you know, it was just really nice, and a lot of these guys who were talking about analytics, just learning from them, and you know, wanting to incorporate that into my everyday scouting world. Why not? Might as well put it in my regiment. You heard it here first. Robert is the analytics guru of the podcast, and. Um, our expert scout and yeah, yeah but he's got some connections the twins the saint paul saints the padres right he's with the padres one of the scouts oh, yep 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 so yeah i don't want to say their names but awesome that right. you get to talk to them and learn from them and great maybe people. uh great maybe you'll have to we'll have to have you on as a guest in the future because you'll be too busy yeah, to, really to too join famous. Us every week yeah that blue check mark on twitter yeah. hey we're, we're we're investing early on this guy we're investing early so we got him stick early. with us we got him early yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're going to be talking about a lot today because we are going into the final month of the season. We're going to talk about some of the contending teams, maybe some of the fringe teams we'll probably focus on more, and what they got to do down the stretch here to make a playoff push. There are quite a few interesting teams in the race and some teams that we expect to be in the race and are making a late push for that. So we're going to get all that just to make sure to follow along for the ride because uh, we'll be here throughout the stretch run. We'll be here every week. Uh, we're on all your audio platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your audio, you can find us. We're on social media, at Stitches Pod on Facebook and Twitter, and our Gmail is the at uh, is Podcast at gmail.com. That's Podcast at gmail.com if you've got any questions or comments. Um, all right, well, I didn't really have a plan, game plan for this podcast because I thought we'd just kind of we talk about some of these guys and, and just bring up some thoughts top of mind because we feel like that's always the best course of action for us. And I think it's more fun to listen to, uh, if I must say so. But the team that's been top of mind for me, and maybe for a lot of people around the baseball world, is the Seattle Mariners out of the AL West, who 7-3 um, and three in the last 10 games. They're only five games back of the Astros in the division, and they're only three games back in the wild card pretty crazy run they're on and it all kind of started when they traded Kendall Graveman at the trade 
deadline, looking like they're sellers. Then the players kind of revolted, and they bought a bunch of players, uh, including a bullpen arm that replaced Kendall Graveman. So a, a change of action, a change, a change of course, I should say, for them. And now they are, uh, you know, in in the playoff picture, which wasn't expected this early in this rebuild. Man, I don't know. I don't even know where to start with them, Robert. What, what's this Mariners team got going for them? Well, I think you got to point to Marco Gonzalez's second half run. He's been one of the best starting pitchers in all of baseball. He has been just absolutely lightning for them in a bottle. And it starts with who they've played, though, as well. They haven't played as powerful of teams in this second half as they have in the first half. So it definitely strength of schedule has really favored the Seattle Mariners. But again, they're still taking business where it needs to be taken care of, and that's in the AL West. It's been a very good run that they've had so far. And again, let's not forget Chris Flexen, 26-year-old guy that they got from the KBO, has like, what, a 3.65 ERA? He's having a solid season, a very quiet season. No, he's not striking out everybody. I think he only has like 90 or so strikeouts. But he has been a phenomenal force in that rotation as a staple. And then, of course, Yusei Kikuchi has been pretty good. He's been a little bit off lately, but that's just, you know, a lot of innings. He's got a lot of workload on him. And they have young guys like Logan Gilbert, who was doing well, had a few couple bad starts, but he's been pretty good for the most part. So it's definitely this younger core just gelling together, but I really think those starters are big. But also, let's not discredit, their bullpen has been phenomenal. Paul Seawald, uh, Drew Steckenrider, uh, I'm trying to think of other guys, because Castillo just went to the IL, that Diego Castillo. Um, but yeah, those guys have just been rocks for them, and they've just been stellar, and it's a good reason why this team has done well. It's not really so much their offense. They're just getting good pitching at the right time. Yeah, Paul Seawald is striking out everybody. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he is a great, great pitcher, and he kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and and Steckenrider has been really good, too. Um, yeah, a lot of guys have stepped up. Uh, Marco Gonzalez come out of nowhere to be one of the best pitchers in the second half. Um, I mean, that's kind of a regression to the mean, I think, because he had such a bad first half, oh, yeah. and he's a better pitcher than that. He's a really good control pitcher, and he's showing that now. But if we're talking about the stretch run here, if they're going to make a push for the playoffs, I think they've really got to – the offense has got has been all right, but it's got to step up a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm specifically talking about some of their young guys, uh, and I, I want to point out Jared Kalanick, who is their top prospect, and he has really struggled this year, and he hasn't really found his groove at the plate. Um, I think if they're gonna they're gonna want to make a, a push here against you know the A's who are scuffling, but I don't think they'll scuffle for for uh, I mean without Chris Bassett, but I think some of those pitchers are gonna turn it around. Um, Astros are gonna be there; they're probably gonna win the division, um, so they're gonna need some offense. They're gonna need someone to pick it up. Uh, they can't rely on Abraham Toro and Ty France and Kyle Seager to to carry them. JP Crawford's been really good this year too. Um, Mitch Haniger, home run guy. That's about it right now. Um, yep. so I think it's a lot of guys are gonna have to step up and, and we'll have to see if they can do that. Um, I, in my heart of hearts, I think it's just kind of a, um, it's a, it's a flame that's going to burn out here soon. Mm-hmm. I, I like the Mariners maybe next year, or the year after they've got a lot of young guys, uh, to look forward to, but this year I just don't see it. It's exciting to watch though. Nick, what do you think? Yeah, I was, I was going to agree with you. I think it's a, a team that has notoriously gone on these hot streaks and we kind of get excited about them because they do have some some exciting talent um and the offense like you said it's it's got some guys here and there it's got got toro who's who's kept hitting um 
Ty France, who's been hitting over the past month. Uh, but other than that, I mean, they don't really have any big, consistent offensive weapons. Um, and for them, this next stretch, they play 16 games against uh, teams ahead of them, whether it be in the wild card or uh, Houston Astros. So, I mean, they, ha- they if they if they're legit, they have some uh, some games and uh, some chances to make up the moves. But uh, I think I agree with you. I think it's that offense. They need more than just those two guys. Um, and then we'll see what happens with with what all these clubs do. But uh, I I don't see them making a huge stretch. Um, I think they are more of a two years down the road type team still. Yeah, I, I uh, it's kind of like the Cardinals story, Nick, we were talking about before the podcast. Cardinals are pretty close to the playoff picture. Or they're in the playoff picture. They're pretty close to a wild card mm-hmm. spot as well, but they've got one of the toughest schedules going forward, and it's similar to the Mariners where they're talking, we're talking about a lot of division leaders, a lot of Reds, Brewers, and the little Dodgers. So um, when you have that toughest schedule, it's really hard to project these teams getting in. Uh, even if the teams they're playing might be taking it a little easier, um, but there isn't really a runaway race right now except the AL Central. So um, mm-hmm. the Brewers maybe a little bit, but other than that, there's really no runaway race. And so I don't think a lot of these teams are going to be taking it easy. Um, sorry, Nick, did I cut you off there? No, no that, was, that was totally good. Um, the Oakland Athletics have fallen off completely, and that's part mm-hmm. of why the Mariners are kind of in the picture. Uh, Chris Bassett's out for the season. Sean Manai has completely lost his touch. Chris Irvin, who's been really good this far this far uh, this season, has been uh, struggling as well in his last. Uh, he started his last start. I don't know about last few starts. Ramon Laureano suspended. They tried to make some moves, getting Starling Marte and Josh Harrison, who Starling Marte has been an absolute stud. But wherever he goes, teams lose for whatever reason. What was it? his last three teams? Diamondbacks, Marlins, and now the A's, and they yeah. just keep losing whenever he joins them. Poor guy. Where do where do these A's need to do to turn around and get back into this thing? I mean, they're just they seem hopeless right now with all the things I I mentioned. Yeah, I mean they were riding high on Matt Olson. He was destroying the baseball in the first half. He's cooled down a bit here in the second half. They just need to rely on him a little bit more. Matt Chapman's been a little bit better as of late, but it's just not enough. We talk about offense. There's only a few guys that really stand out as far as offensive production. So they have to rely on those guys. You know, we talk about mm-hmm. Seattle. They can't rely on those guys. They have to have a little bit more of the solid foundation of the lineup to conglomerate there, and it's not the same way for the Oakland A's. They can rely on their few good bats, but it comes down to pitching. It always does in this game, right? So the A's have to get a little bit better with their starting pitching. Maybe A.J. Puck steps up and goes into that rotation, even if he has to go two, three innings versus the traditional four, five, six. You know, I think that's going to be something to look forward to as well. And we can't discredit also Frankie Montas has been a rock for that team. He's been a lot better as of late. No, he's not a standout, but he's definitely a guy that's going to help them. And they need him to continue to do that because without Chris Bassett, the guy who's been so good this season, it's going to be so tough for this team to stay afloat, especially when they got big games coming up here soon. Mm-hmm. And and James Kapelian, who's another guy who's been yes. pitching really well for another him, overperformed. Look, yeah. And I think yep. everyone kind of saw that coming, and he's kind of regressing too. So it's a lot of yeah. regression for them. Their bullpen is still lights out, though. Lou Trevino's struggled his last few appearances, unfortunately. But Sergio Romo's been the best reliever in baseball, I think, in August. I don't think he's allowed – he's only allowed like a couple hits, I think. Something crazy like that. Their bullpen is, is good enough. Their rotation needs to get back on track. The offense is fine. It, like you said, Robert, it comes down to that rotation, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll have to see if that if that can uh, turn it around here. Uh, stretch uh, st- stretch run comes up. Uh, anything yeah. else to add on the A's, Nick? 
I mean, I just wanted to point out how Charlie Marte has played over the past month and how much he is just almost trying to wheel this team into the playoffs. His uh, his current slash line is a 357 average, 396 on 396 on base percentage, and a 500 slugging percentage. He's, I mean, I think he's doing everything he can to carry this offense, especially after Ramon Lariano went down. So, I mean, it's it stinks for him going to these teams all the time that end up losing. But uh, I mean, you can't can't discredit him for not playing well. So, if anything, I think he's it's it's he's gonna do anything everything in his power to get this team into the playoffs. Sweeping over to the the East, the Yankees and Red Sox are kind of a tale of two teams right now. The Yankees have won 10 in a row, and they're surging. They're trying to make a push for that division title that you guys predicted at the beginning of the year. Ray's still in first place, baby, and still holding strong. But the Red Sox completely have fallen off. They're 5-5 five and five in the last 10, but uh, you know they've lost a big grip. They were leading the division, if we're talking a month and a half ago, and they've completely lost a grip uh, of that. Um, Yankees expected to do this? I mean, did we write them off a little too early, maybe, Robert? Maybe a little bit. Uh, you know, I think they're still were the favorite for me to be that division title winner. I, I know the Rays are the Rays, but as we said when we did the preview, the Rays starting pitching just didn't look as deep. And I know the Yankees starting pitching hasn't been as deep as well. But they've held, they've held their own. They've done what they could, and they've got their offense to finally click. We know that they're one of the worst teams with runners in scoring position in all of baseball. And somehow in this run, they have just made offense produce and that's something that is really big for the Yankees talk about strengths but for me if we're going to talk about the Yankees winning this division it's not going to be on the starting pitching because I know their starting pitching is not going to go deep it's going to be on that bullpen Araldis Chapman has got to be himself they're going to need a lot of guys to be yeah that too they're going to need a lot of guys to stay consistent Jonathan Lozagna has got to continue what he's doing there's there's just so much going on with that Yankee bullpen uh what's the other guy uh Chad Green is another guy who's just got to keep holding it down Mm -hmm. And I know it's hard because these guys continuously go out. There's so many outings they have to do. But that's the strength of the Yankees. They've used it forever, and they've used it in the postseason as well. That's going to be their formula of success if they're going to make a run at that AL East championship. Yeah, I mean, and then Britain just went down. And he might be TJ. Yeah, he hasn't been great this year, but he's still a – he still has has a history of being a solid reliever, so I, I I'm in that same boat. I think I think we should be done expecting starters to do anything. I think we need to just go back to expecting their bullpen to to be as lead as it has been with some of the names. Obviously, he doesn't have some of the star power that's had in the past, but I mean, a Rollis Chapman is still Rollis Chapman. He's still one of the best closers in baseball um, when he gets healthy. And then we have I mean, guys like Wandy Peralta. He's been pitching great. Um, Alberta Bray has so. been really good too. Yeah, so I mean they're getting guys like usually they don't get. I mean usually it's it's all these star names that are performing out of the bullpen. But uh, if they can get some of these uh, unknown guys to to step up, I think they got a got a good chance. And you look at their rotation, Nestor Cortez. What a yeah. weird situation that's been, but he's really stepped up for them. Uh, mustache and all. For him to fail. He's like the he's a lefty, right? Yeah, lefty, like lefty Johnny Cueto with his like mixing up the the wind up and everything. Yeah, he's just quirky and he's got the mustache and just I don't know pitching well though. Um, Garrett Cole looks like to be he's back in a groove too, and that's really important. I wonder if he just needs some time to get used to the no substance thing. He's still got the stuff it seems like. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jordan Montgomery, as much as you don't like him, Robert, he's been their most consistent pitcher this year. You know he does only go five six innings. But, you know, that's if you know what you're getting out of him, can't complain that much. So 
Uh, I do think they need to get Joey Gallo going a little bit. Uh, he is striking out yeah. about 50% of the time right now since the trade. 50% of the time. And he, he is walking, but he's not hitting the ball. Uh, so the, the three outcomes is only two outcomes right now. So they need to get him going because he's that lefty bat that they signed. I mean, Rizzo has been really good uh, a lefty Rizzo's bat for them, for but they need to get Gallo going. Uh, on the Red Sox size, side, it's been just a mess uh, with their pitching. And their yeah. defense, to be honest. But their defense has been an issue all year. Their infield defense is the worst in baseball. But their bullpen has fallen apart. Matt Barnes has fallen apart. And Garrett Whitlock's been their best reliever all year. He's had a few rough outings as well, although he redeemed himself last night. I don't know if, if they can't get that going. I don't see how they get back in this fight. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, even with the addition of Sale, I think it's it's going to be tough for them. I think it's going to be another team that's just going to have to rely on their offense if they can't get anything out of their pitching. Because um, I mean, their offense, as as great as it should be, it's kind of. I mean, it's been okay over the past thirty games, but it's still not 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 as scary as you as you'd want this uh, Red Sox offense to be, especially like you said with with these starters and relievers falling apart. But I mean, I think it's the first starter. It's going to be Tanner Hawk and Chris Sale trying to lead the charge. Other than that, it's there's no starters. I mean, Garrett Richards ever since the substance is just absolutely falling apart. He's nothing. Yeah. So. It'd be interesting to see if they ever put him in the pen or what's the deal with him. But uh, yeah, I mean, the fear was pitching coming into the season, and I think they they got a little lucky over the over the first start first uh, first half of the year. So maybe we're going to see the actual Red Sox to finish out the season. Yeah, Richards yeah. has actually been a little bit in the bullpen too, so he has looked a little bit better from that standpoint. But again, yeah, like you said, the starting pitching has been. I mean, Nick Pavetta has not put out a four point four three ERA is unacceptable. Eduardo Rodriguez's 5.19 is very unacceptable. And at some point, you just got to say, you know, you got so many lefties in this rotation now, maybe it's time one of them goes to the bullpen and whether they have to do an opener or whatever it takes. And I'm talking, you know, maybe Eduardo Rodriguez to the bullpen. Maybe his stuff plays a little bit better out there. I don't know. I, I just think they have to change something because, again, the bullpen's just not as strong it cannot just be Matt Barnes and Adam Adovino to take the hold here because we know Darwin Hernand- Darwin's in Hernandez was really, really good. Young guy, 24 years young. He was having a solid season, but he went on the IL. So they have to get another really good lefty to get in there in that bullpen because it's just it, it's not going to be sustainable. They have got mm-hmm. to get a guy to match up against those really good left-handed batters in the case of the Joey Gallows of the Yankees. They yeah, I think that was big. They, you know, you got to have that. And I just don't think they have it right now in their bullpen. Yeah, and especially when they play the Rays. I don't know how many times they play the Rays going forward. Oh, geez. Here, but Austin, Rays, facing Austin right Meadows, too. That, I mean, Rays, Rays are very smart with their lineups. So. They have uh, seven games with the Rays. So that's key as well, that you're going to have to get those lefties out with the Rays. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez could be a bullpen candidate, especially since Tanner Houck's now permanently yep. part of that rotation. He has been for a few starts. Although he's mm-hmm. struggling tonight a little bit against the Twins. But I think... Uh, they got to figure something out. I, I agree with you at the bullpen there. So, uh, I I'm interested to see how they do this. And Nick, you did say they're going to finish third, right? So you weren't complete. I did. You might be right on if they stick where they're at. All right, let's go to the National League now. Um, some of the teams uh, in the hunt. Let's go to the NL Central first. And Oof. the Brewers have the biggest lead in the National League at seven and a half games, but behind them are the Reds and Cardinals, who are still in the wild card fight. And uh, I just saw the news that Jack Flaherty left tonight's game with a trainer 
Uh, kind of got shelled against the Tigers. His velocity was down four miles an hour. And so without Jack Flaherty, which they played well without him up to this point, but if they were going to make the playoffs, he needed to be back. And so I, I really am taking a – that's a tough loss. That's a tough one for the mm-hmm. Cardinals, especially with the way they've been playing. So it's been that's been the story of the season for the Cardinals is injuries to, that, to the pitching in general. You know, you're talking about the bullpen with Jordan Hicks and then Miles Michaelis, Flaherty, and others. Wainwright has been their best pitcher, and he's been really good this year. But you need more than that. So, and, and the offense is underperformed again. And I, you know, I say all this, and I have no idea how they're still, you know, in this thing four games back in the wild card. The team hasn't been played that well. It's because so. of Adam Wainwright. What's that? Because of Adam Wainwright. Wainwright has been a rock. Yadier Molina, who they just re-signed for some reason. Another one-year contract. Well, yeah, for more than <laughs> what he got forever. paid this year. He's getting $10 million next year, and he got $9 million this year. He's had a worse year this year than he did last year. He's going to need a cane eventually. doesn't really make any sense. Cardinals need to blow it up, but we've already talked about that. So I, I don't have a lot of faith in the Cardinals. I think the Reds are a better team right now. Wait, mm-hmm. We haven't talked a lot about Wade Miley. He has been outstanding for the Reds. And Sonny Gray's been a lot better, too. Um, wait, But Wade Miley, man, just completely anchoring that rotation and he's had good seasons he had a good season the astros a few years back but he looks like a completely new man like on a mission so good for the reds but yeah yeah, i don't know what you guys think about the nl central but i think the reds got this uh second place locked up and yeah i think i think the reds i mean just i mean their bullpen in general has gotten a lot better over there over the season i mean luis sess has been good michael lorenzen's been good since he came back givens has been good um amir garrett stepped up jeff hoffman's been good um they had they've had a lot of struggles early in the year. I think a lot of it was because their bullpen had walked a lot of guys, and I think that's still going to be an issue. But it's still a bullpen with a lot of stuff, and I think that's every once in a while I think stuff will get you uh, some some hot streaks. And I think right now is a chance for the Reds to get on a hot streak with that that nasty bullpen um, and solid hitting, especially with Winker out. I think uh, when he comes back, I think this team's because he's kind of he's been a little delayed. They've been. Uh, he was supposed to come back, I think, against the Diamondbacks, and I don't think he uh, yeah. wasn't able to come back then. So I don't think he's even started baseball activities. So it'll be interesting to see when they get him back. But uh, I think this Reds, once they once they get Winker back and just in time, I think they're they're gonna walk away with this wild card spot. You think so? The Padres might be out at this point, which yeah, they're, it's the Cardinals, Padres, and Reds right now for that, and then some of the East teams, but. Uh, the Padres look lost right now, and yeah. that's really concerning. Um, they but, they have, are desperate for pitching, and that's what happens. Decimated. That, yeah. When you sign Jake Arrieta, uh, you know you're desperate. He's <laughs> on the injury list right away. So I just wanted to say real quick, and yep. the Reds are also getting one of their most impactful pitchers back, TJ That's Antone right. I saw that he came back today. Yeah. Back. He has some of the, the grossest rotation, stuff. Or? Well, I would uh, say bullpen well, at this point. I think point, he'll be but, a spot, yeah. Yeah, but that is a disgusting arm to get back. He had a 1.87, 42 strikeouts over 33 and two-thirds. That's a lot of Ks, and this guy has some gross, gross, nasty stuff. Some of the best stuff in the game. It's just absolutely disgusting. So hopefully he stays healthy, and again, you get him healthy, get him producing, that's going to be a way better bullpen by far. Mm-hmm. And the Reds are a team that we picked to win. A lot of us picked to win the division. I don't remember exactly who I picked. I think I picked Cardinals. I picked Cardinals. Yeah, I'll admit. But the Reds were kind of one of the favorites. Um, 
I Brewers have caught year. a lot of people by surprise, but they I think they do that like every year. But they always do that, and that rotation has just been unreal. Yeah, so, no one expected that those that three headed monster. Yeah, exactly. But I I want to talk about the Padres because yes, they're fringy still, but it looks like their season might might be over, and they're already getting you know AJ Preller is getting a lot of flack. Their pitching coach got fired the other day, but I don't know how much you can blame the pitching coach when your rotations hurt all the time, and. I don't know. This right now, I'm looking at their roster resource. They have three pitchers in the rotation right now. It's yeah, Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove, and Ryan Weathers. That's it. Yeah. So it's been it's, injuries. It's been underperformance, and I had, there's not much else to say. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's unfortunate because it's a team that we were all hyped to see this year, and um, they just couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, I think a lot of it was the. I think we all kind of shared the concern with just. It was a team that got super good, super quick, and I think we see these teams do that. And then, I mean, as much as baseball is, there is so much uh, one-on-one competition going on. It's still there's so much chemistry that goes into the game. And I think when you sign all these stars, all of a sudden, I mean, the Dodgers they have they've been able to grow talent, they've been able to keep talent, uh, which is a, a different story for a lot of teams. But for the Padres, just to sign all these guys, um, gain all these guys over the past year and a half, I think it's kind of they didn't really have any time to gel. I don't. I think that's the big problem with them. Uh, Blake Snell hasn't been good. He's been awful over the last thirty days. Um, Joe Musgrove's been, been their awful be- for the last four months. Yeah, that's true. Joe Musgrove's been their ace pitchers. Yeah, honestly, since and he's been all right. Yu Darvish went down, and I mean, even before Yu Darvish went down, he was struggling a little bit. We were wondering if it was fatigue and stuff, but uh, yeah, it's a little bit of a concern. And then we throw in the Fernando Tatis thing expecting the outfield to protect that shoulder um they have him playing right field right now i think yeah so we'll see we'll see what happens but i i just don't see them they just seem doesn't seem like it's the same energy that was last year when they turned into slam diego and it just seemed like they're so much fun to watch and now it just seems like it's just a grind for them i think a lot of that had to do with tatis being just injury marred this year too and he's kind of the anchor And if that's going to be a case going forward, that's very concerning for a franchise that signed him for a ridiculous amount of money. We had that conversation today comparing it to John Carlos Stanton's contract. And, you know, it could be similar if Tatis can't shake the injury bug, which is unfortunate. Yeah. He's got a higher ceiling, I think, but will he get there? We're going to have to see. Uh, Robert, anything you want to say about the Padres? It's just been a pretty disappointing season. Yeah, the difference between last year and this year being the shorter season, so we didn't see all these injuries happen to the San Diego Padres that could have happened last year if there was 162 games. So it's definitely backfiring now. But again, you have to know the risks when you make these kind of moves. Darvish has a fairly bad history when it comes to injuries, as much as I've been obsessed with him over his career. Blake Snell had Tommy John surgery, so there's definitely concerns there. You know, Musgrove's not as concerning and he's done what he's done he's been great Lamette, we all know about his health and obviously he's a product of their team so there's not much you can do there ryan weathers i mean sometimes flukes happen like that adrian morjan same thing you know these these things happen and i think the padres realistically i think they gotta shut tatis down and figure out something mm-hmm. with his shoulder because you're not looking like you're gonna make the postseason you're risking a chance at a long-term asset that could get hurt even more that's gonna hurt you in the long run and again this team could be good next year Again, because they're going to have the same options. They're going to have guys come back. They're going to have Clevenger come back. And they hope that this team can stay healthy. But at the end of the day, I mean, 
sometimes you got to take risks and sometimes you just got to wait it out because I, I mean, like you said, Luke, what, what do you do? What do you, I mean, what can you say? They've done all the yeah. trades. They've done the signing. They've done what they can. It's sometimes guys just got to stay healthy and you just got to put out and it just didn't happen. Sometimes you're going to yeah. have those years. Yeah. And I, I mean, honestly to me, I even think this might be a, I think there is a debate you could start that they might even blow it up again next year. I mean, They've done it they have guys that are you remember almost the Upton? prospect ready. Do you remember the Upton experiment? Oh, man. Matt yeah, Kemp I mean, and Upton? Oh, my they, God. I mean, Melvin Upton? Upton and yeah, they're Melvin notorious for, for signing big names. Upton big and Upton there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yikes. That was great. That was, um, that was a fail. This is their yeah, second failure terrible. in terms oh, of rebuilding. So, but uh, I was wondering what your guys' – I mean – your take on firing the pitching coach midseason? I I know I was I was I was surprised by it. I don't think it's smart to do it for a contending team, even if he's not performing. I I hear that it was a manager's idea. He was the one that was yeah, pushing it. Yeah, it was all but, Jace uh, Tingler to fire him, which usually don't see. It's usually front office. I yeah, I thought. I mean, that's a they must have had a falling out. Mid-year. That's what I'm. That's thinking. what I yeah. I feel I, like there was something else going one, on there. Their injuries, their rotation hasn't been good, but a lot of it's been due to injuries. Mm-hmm. And say what you will about Blake Snell, he did that with the Rays too, where he was super inconsistent. And Joe Musgrove's had a good season, so it's not like the whole rotation's been bad. It's just the injuries. Um, mm-hmm. So I think there there's behind-the-scenes stuff here that we don't know much about. Because if Jace Tingler went out and admitted that it was him, managers don't really do that. Yeah. You know, that seems a little out of place. Well, this might be a hot take, but I don't really think Tingler's that good of a manager in the first place. I think he's pretty average, and I think the Padres could do better. I mean, yeah. I know Ross Trial's not a great pitching coach anymore. His Yankee days are basically over. But he's a guy that I think could go to the Pirates and have some pretty good success. I think his career is not over as far as a pitching coach goes. And I think the mm-hmm. Padres just unlucky situation at the wrong time with some of these guys. But, again, it's the risk they take for going after these players and how long do you hold on to guys who have these arm issues. And it's just, what do you do? I mean, at that point, it's just unlucky. Sometimes it's just unlucky. Yep, I agree. Um, and we didn't talk about Will Myers. He's been hurt a lot this year too. He's always injury yeah. prone. So yeah, they just Trent got a lot of He's got guys. some on him too. Trent Grisham's got some as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just, yeah. They just, it never they ends. A lot of those guys. It never ends. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on the analysts because we actually had to dedicate like a whole podcast to them just a few weeks ago. But you know, the Braves surge, man. I think since we last talked about it, the Braves are now in first place. The Mets look like they might be out of it. They're two and eight their last ten games, so it looks like it's a Braves Phillies race for that one. Uh, Mets mm-hmm. aren't, I shouldn't say out of it, but they got to pick it up quickly here. And that yeah. offense has been just completely destroyed. Lindor's back. Yeah. Lindor's back, but they have not hit at all, and it's pretty embarrassing. So the Braves looking good for you, Robert. <laughs> well, we'll see. You know, I, I'm surprised that Soler is going off, and it's it's shocking that Duvall is still doing his thing. To me, at least, I mean, this it's this is not how I envisioned it. Without okay? Acuna, so even even if the Braves miraculously win the World Series, I cannot say I had Jorge Soler getting traded, did this and that. No, I thought their depth was going to be the big pieces to win. They don't have Anderson. Yes, Husker knows back. Kyle Muller's, you know, kind of, sort of back. I mean, who knows with him really? I thought he was going to be the guy that's going to get traded. I thought these trades were going to happen. It did not. So I can't really say. That was the reason. And they didn't really change Anacuna their bullpen. Being hurt. Yeah, yeah, and Acuna being one. hurt. Yeah, exactly. And I, I don't think the bullpen changed much. It's just it got better. I mean, it's mm-hmm. plain and simple. So I, I can't really vouch guys and say that, hey, I was right, because a lot of this is not how I predicted it. Robert just admitted he wasn't exactly right. 
but he but he was still Mark right. this timestamp. Well, I had the Braves. I mean, the you're depth right, there but you were like I got the you, way I got it's you. formulated. I didn't have it right. Robbie, you still want to admit eyes. that Dansby Swanson and Austin Riley are the two best hitters on the Atlanta Braves. I'll give you Austin Riley. I will not give you Dansby Swanson. <laughs> his hitting is all in his slugging, and it's very annoying. I do not. I mean, like he's hitting 352, like 403 on base percentage. Yeah, only striking out 14 percent of the time. You said 304 on base percentage. 403 on base percentage. Oh, in his in this month. In this month. Not on the thirty season. days. Yeah, I was gonna say not on the season. That's I mean that's that's what I mean. It matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I see. Going yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I'd I mean, take Austin Riley any day of the week. Yeah, I was wrong. You. I was absolutely and, wrong. And 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 Christian Pache hasn't even made an impact. And that was no, a guy that a lot of people well, were predicting yeah. to be a big impact for them. So thought he'd be a great defensive player. Yeah. All right, guys. Pretty, well, yeah. We're, we're almost there. We're almost to the playoffs. We've got about a month left. And this is the fun stuff right here. This is where we count the magic numbers and we watch these uh, these matchups coming up, um, especially, you know, Reds, Reds, Rays, Red Sox. We're going to see some of the, the Mariners taking on the big boys. Cardinals will be taking on some of the, the big boys, including the Brewers. So look forward to all of it. And it's fun to break it down with you guys. Make sure to follow along. We'll be here every week. We're on all your podcast platforms, App Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your audio, you can find us. We're on social media at Stitches Pod on Facebook and Twitter. And our email is thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. That's thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. Take care.